It's a wonderful week here on Tailgate Season, presented by the Colcans Network. I'm Logan, sitting here with Wolfpack Jordan and Kenny Stats. <laughs> All right, fuck that. All right, let's start. Let's start this shit over. I'm done with this. I'm leaving. <laughs> fucking kitchen, you guys. Did I just see Jordan just left the chat? What's going on? That's how I felt. <laughs> well, I can't say that I blame you. I would have felt the same way, but it's been it's been a few years. <laughs> yeah, easy as one, two, three. Go get another picture made. <laughs> Fucking, right, we're Actually, gonna get me boiling again. Morning. I was cold. I was cold coming into this. I'm gonna get boiling again. Let's go ahead and get it going. <laughs> well, you know, there's a link in the description that says click here to leave us a voicemail. You have any words for Jordan? You have any words for us? If you're a Carolina fan, it says a rivalry podcast. Uh, that's where to hit us. We'd love to hear from you. But um, let's before we jump into the the game. Because we all know what game we're talking about here. Uh, the big news coming out of the triangle, though, is Mike Elko taking the Texas A&M job. And that's not a surprise, right? We kind of talked about that a couple weeks back, saying we could see it happening. I was a little bit on the side of maybe not thinking he would take that job, but he did. $7 million, hard to walk away from. I wouldn't know, but I imagine it is. Uh, but reality is the, the big kind of, um, I guess, thing that pissed everybody off within the Duke fan base is he he left like in the middle of the night on a private jet fly down to college station. And then at like, this was like a day or two after telling the university that he was going to be staying. Cause it looked like A&M was going to hire uh, Mark Stoops. And then that falls through. He takes the job. He leaves in the middle of the night and he was going to have a zoom call with his players to let them know of his decision instead of doing it in person. And cause I don't think anybody's mad at him. at securing the bag. Cause 7 million too much to walk away from. I agree. Right. But the, they said that the zoom call was not what did it. It was not going to be, uh, well attended perceived, by yeah, many. Perceived well, yeah. well they, they said that most of the players said they weren't even going to show up. Yeah. So it, that's the interesting thing. I want to get y'all's take on that. Mike Elko gone in the middle of the night, <laughs> private jet down to college station yeah take a midnight train down to college station is what <laughs> happened, what happened there i mean rejoin the colt down in aggie land the real winner of this whole scenario is still jimbo fisher but yeah. the um <laughs> the with with that the way so obviously the only reason i don't like mike elko is because he coaches the blue team the other blue team and but honestly, what he did with Duke and built them up and changed that culture was very respectable and in short great. order, too. Yes, in, in very short order. I have lost a little bit of respect for Mike Elko with the way he did it. Now, I, I, nobody should have a fault with him taking $7 million to go down there. Nobody at all. Because anybody listening to this podcast, anybody pretty much in the sports world would probably have thought about that. If not taking that, the I'd, pro- I'd coach Carolina for 1 million, I, I make a million a year. And then within three years, I get to tank the program. Win, win. Yeah. <laughs> win, win. But the, the, the one guy can't get worse with Mac. It can <laughs> <laughs> get a D berry. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the worst, the worst part of that is the way you kind of, built it up you recruit these players hey i'm changing the culture be a part of it and then all of a sudden you're going to give you're going to sneak out in the middle of the night and then 
not even have you had seven, you got you getting paid seven million dollars a year. You can fly back to Durham and you know at least address your players face to face. And that's what literally made me lose a lot of respect for him with that because it, it's one way to do it. And nobody, I don't think the players would have really would have probably they would have understood that. But when you just call and say, "Hey, he's nothing." <laughs> He doesn't think of us more than come back and do it face to face that he has to do it on the Zoom call. Um, then yeah, there's a there's there's a problem there, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jordan. I second uh what you said. Uh the Zoom call situation, I mean, that's that's kind of shitty in my book. I mean, if you can't, you know, round up all the players and you know, say, hey, look, you know no hard feelings. I'm going to take this job at Texas A&M. I was the assistant for, you know, however many years I really like this school, you know, blah, 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 you know, at least give them a reason. I mean, I, if, if it was my coach and he did a zoom call and was on a PJ at 2 AM to hang out in college station and dot the you know sign that cross it, <laughs> cross his T's and dot his eyes. No, I wouldn't have joined the Zoom Zoom meeting either. And if I was eligible to be in the portal, I'd already have been there. Uh, I, I'd have I'd have packed all my bags and in, in, in my dorm room or whatever at Duke and been out of there. Um, so yeah, I lost a little bit of respect on Elko because I mean, it doesn't matter who took the job if it was Elko or anybody else. The Texas A and M job is a hundred percent a money move. Like you are going for the money. You're not going for competing for a national championship or anything like that is it's I think, uh, you, I think not immediately national title there but not immediately not right now not not so in the state what, of the program. what division what division is Texas A&M in are they with Alabama and uh 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 Auburn and LSU aren't they in that I think in they're Ole Miss? in the west so yes yes yeah okay so you basically got to be better than all those teams and they've only done that maybe what one time once yeah once yeah the talent's there though and you saw what he did with Cutcliffe's guys so that's why I'm like you take elite athletes Uh, it's that's true but I'm not saying anybody could done that at Duke um because Elko's Elko is a good coach and he's a hell of a recruiter but uh, it it, do it's Texas A&M is a whole lot different environment than Duke is. I mean, you're not it going is, to. I don't think the SEC is that good right now. Yeah, this year, but who's to say they're not going to be, you know, world beaters next year when Texas and Oklahoma come into town? Yeah. That, no, look, that's, there's the caveat, right? Like, yeah, who knows if Alabama and Georgia are going to keep, they probably will for a couple years at least, but if they're going to keep dominating the SEC like they have, there's a lot of, a lot of people who are used to winning football games coming into that conference. Yeah. yeah. Now I will say that as much as I don't like what Elko did either, I guess that is better than what didn't uh, Brian Kelly send a text message. <laughs> yeah. A zoom call is a step up from a text message. I, I don't even know if he even sent a text message. I think he just, they found out on Twitter and <laughs> he was already gone. <laughs> he was down there supporting his family, his family. <laughs> now, no, Mr. Authentic. What happens here to me, what 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 my question is, is what does this Duke program do now? Do Like Kenshin said, do they hit the transfer portal? Does the whole program and culture start feeling like, damn, we just got left in shambles? Um, you have a quarterback who is coming back, 
who's a very good, I, I would say, an elite quarterback, top three or four in the ACC, and you're gonna, and then and then you're leading him, and now what's he gonna do with that? Does he lead? I mean, like what this program could have certain repercussions from this thing, move. We have free agency now. I, I think a Absolutely. lot of guys hit the portal, and I'm gonna say we have a different perspective than you do, Jordan, because you're not going to see any guys go from Duke to Carolina. It's not inconceivable to see guys go from Duke to NC State. And they've got some dudes, especially on that defensive line. They've got some dudes in the backfield, and uh, (laughs) they have a couple of guys at wide receiver. And, you know, I wouldn't, as I saw somebody say on Twitter, forgot who tweeted it, shout out whoever you are. I'd kick the tires on Riley Leonard, give him a look, engage his interest. I mean, him playing in Robert and I's system with that running ability? I, I wouldn't say no. So so Riley Leonard is going to be a hot commodity if he goes to the portal. Right. I don't think he's sticking around Duke. Um, and I don't think he's going to follow Elko to Texas A&M. No, um, I don't see one name that. that I've heard floated around with Riley Leonard's name, if he does go, is Auburn. And it's because Riley Leonard's girlfriend goes to Auburn. Mm. So I, I think that one college football gossip, the inside scoop. I mean, I mean, it's kind of, you know, I, I, people think it's, you know, a lot of people say, oh, a lot of times it's NIL money is the reason why guys go to these schools. No, it's because their girlfriend goes to these schools. That's why they come. <laughs> I mean, you be closer to your girlfriend. You can hang out with her all the time. I mean, it's it's not a not not crazy to say. So don't be surprised if. uh if Riley and Auburn, that's one of those uh, things that comes up here in the next couple of weeks. That is if Riley Leonard goes to the portal. Yeah. Nothing yet as of this uh, recording of this podcast. And see, I know that I believe Riley Leonard did grow up a Duke fan. So there's a chance he stays because uh, I think he wanted to play basketball there. He's actually a, actually a good basketball player, but I don't know if he's quite ACC level basketball, right? But he is a good athlete. Um, but I believe he did grow up a Duke fan. So that might play into some of it. He's only got one more year. Um, but I'm sure that probably who they hire as head coach probably has in a, is going to have some influence on it. I don't know which direction Duke's going to go, right? So you went from, let's ignore everything pre-cutcliffe because it was just whoever we could hire for 300 grand to trot the team out there and win one game against Northwestern, maybe. <clears throat> Since Cutcliffe, they went the older coach going basically for a retirement gig, did a good job getting the program to a respectable level, had a few rough years there. Then they went the young up-and-comer coach uh, with Mike Elko. He left after two years. You did, you do tend to see a lot of schools rotate between the, the retreads or the up-and-comer, depending on what they did last time. I know some of the fan base on Twitter, and Twitter's not real life, but they, they are saying, like, we don't want any more up-and-comer coaches if they're just going to leave in two years. I'm like... No, like, this is dumb if you don't want that. Like, if you want to go hire some old guy that just wants to retire in Durham for a a low-pressure gig, I don't think that's the right move because what Mike Elko was able to do in short order can be done by another up-and-coming coach. And Duke has, you know, a solid foundation built right now. Go with the uh, another young guy, and if he's good enough to get a big SEC job after two years, you've had a couple of pretty good years. Could be worse. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean – Let's let's be honest. Duke's not a, not a that the, I guess a stepping stone would be kind of what they you know kind of would be to, you can, a trampoline launcher. 
I, I mean, if we're being honest, every school in the triangle is right. I mean, if, I, I, if you're good enough, like we're all stepping stone jobs. Yeah. I don't think I mean, anybody should shy away from that. I mean, think of that fan base wise. Yeah. You, are. you think about it. I mean, state has had a couple of, you know, I mean, back in the seventies and eighties, Lou Holtz. I mean, he, he didn't, he was there for a cup of coffee. Steve Spurrier at Duke was there for yeah. a cup of coffee. Mac Brown I mean, the first time. Yeah. yeah Mac Brown. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah the uh I, I Back think round before the, he was eligible for social security <laughs> yeah i think uh kirk signetti would be one if i was if i was the, the athletic director at duke i would uh consider him uh just because what he's done at james madison also he was at elon before he came to james madison so he's somewhat familiar with north carolina and the recruiting in this area so he could just pick up where he left off uh, if he goes to goes to Duke um, or you could just kind of try to save the team and just promote from within. Um, I should have wrote the guy's name down, but the, Kevin there's, John's there's the one. That, yeah, that's him. Yeah. He, his name is getting floated around. So I, I if I, I think those two would be your highest on your, uh, if I was the athletic director, just try to save the team with John's. And if that doesn't look like it's going to be good, See what you can do with Kirk Signetti. Yeah, no, I, I've heard those names too, and I, I think that would be a a solid path to take. Because, uh, like you said, you've got you're a what a, a month from signing day, and Elko leaves in the middle of the night on a on a PJ down a College Station. Um, that there's probably some a little bit of panic within the program about some because Elko has recruited pretty well for Duke. I mean, we all watched Duke this year. You saw that defense. They were not lacking in foot speed and and strength as they were for decades before. Um, he had been recruiting some dudes that that had been playing at Durham. Uh, so you want to try to maintain that recruiting classes as much as you can without somebody that's actually in charge. Yeah, and you know what you know what happens with recruiting when coaches switch like that that they've already you know and like you said with signing day coming up and your coach just leaves. I mean, honestly, that more times than not, you see players go other places and yeah. switch recruit. You do, and, and that's what I mean. Damn it, that's happening to do. Damn. But <laughs> well, in reality, we'll we'll have to keep and keep a lookout and maybe have an emer- emergency pod ready whenever Duke uh, pulls the trigger on who's their next head man for the football program. It'll be interesting to watch because you know we had all kind of like talked about the Elko thing a few weeks ago, but I honestly didn't believe he was going to be gone. But here we are. He's in College Station. Duke's without a head coach. They've got a they they're at threat level midnight right now, so they're they're having to figure <laughs> things out. Um, Kenshin, some good news on our front. Uh, Casey Concepcion has signed a a deal with the Savage Wolf NIL for 2024. So our boy Casey is going to be staying in Raleigh for another year. Um, dynamic player who was a blast to watch this year. Uh, I, I couldn't be more excited about being able to hang on to KC for another year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, talking about uh, PJ's uh, last uh, segment, we were talking about PJ this segment with Kevin Concepcion and the NIL guys going up and watching the Monday Night Football game last night. Uh, so that might have been a sign that, hey, you know, you can do this and hang out with us. You know, you can uh, you can do more of these things if you stick around and. Maybe that kind of helped a little bit. Also, the term, I just wanted to use the term PJ again, talking about a private jet. It's a, <laughs> it's a, 
don't want to derail the segment, but that is a, one of my favorite uh, abbreviations to use a PJ. But uh, yeah, yeah, Kevin Concepcion coming back. That's that's real great news. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, the portals. A few guys have gone to the portal already. Uh, I'm sure more will go as uh, as the weeks go and come. Uh, especially when the bowls, you know, finish up. Uh, when does the portal close? Is it? Is it uh, sometime in January? I know it's only open for like forty-five days. Yeah, so, I'm not totally sure. So it's prob- probably is. Um, hey, I, I, I assume I, it's open now, and it's forty-five days past its its opening. So the whole month of December is going to be interesting to see. You know, who all jumps ship or or commits to a, a random school, but we don't have as state fans. You don't have to worry about Kevin Concepcion. He's uh he's stick he's sticking around at least one more year with uh with the guys. It'll be interesting to see who they pair with him, and it'll be interesting to see if there's going to be a quarterback to to uh, who who's going to throw him the ball next and year because it's not re- going to be my boy Brendan Armstrong, unfortunately, the grown ass man himself who had the the redemption tour complete last Saturday, but the, the thing I have been hearing, Kenny, is that uh, there's a one guy in particular that I follow on the message boards and everything that he is definitely in the know. He hints at things, and he's always right when he hints at things. Um, he was saying that he wouldn't be surprised from what he's hearing if we take one or two quarterbacks in the portal. So I think we're definitely looking to portal a QB to Raleigh this year. But Jordan, that brings us to you with your boys. Um, I know it's not official yet, but it's all about a foregone conclusion. Your greatest quarterback, or more most talented quarterback, I guess, in school history, Drake May, owned two against NC State, but he is going to be uh, more than likely going to the NFL uh, to secure the bag himself, and I don't blame him. You you guys are projected to be getting uh, Max Johnson, uh, who's I think is a solid pickup. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be <laughs> whoever fills in. It's going to be hard to replace the, I guess, the overall talent. Um, you know, Carolina's been lucky talent-wise. I mean, let's be honest, you go from Sam Howell to him. So, you know, it's it's two of Carolina's best quarterbacks are probably right there. Um, but, you know, let's be, you got to get it done on the field. And it hasn't happened against the teams I wanted to happen the most against. Um, I, let's be honest, I feel like Carolina's uh, wasted Drake May for two years. Um, and you know, they wasted Sam Howe's talent. So it, the talent standpoint and what comes of the talent, is just absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, throw the stars out the, the fucking window. I'm so tired of hearing stars and recruiting because they don't mean a shit. Apparently. They do when it's paired with good coaching. Well, then that's apparently the we need to just burn it to the ground and start over because that's exactly what Carolina's getting. And, <laughs> Now we're going to get into the fun recap here that I love to get into, <laughs> especially after this. Uh, and maybe maybe it'll be a little better one day, but past well, three years, it ain't been fucking fun. I can tell you that. As Jordan alluded to, Saturday night was the big matchup. We covered it last week on the show. NC State versus Carolina. Uh, NC State came out and punched Carolina right in the mouth, and Carolina folded like a cheap tent because I've been saying it for a while that the last few years, Carolina's problem has been that they're soft. They're soft as Charmin. I really thought beginning of the year this team was going to be different, and they looked like it until they ran into their their bugaboos of uh, that they stumped their toe on every year, Georgia Tech and, I guess, UVA on occasion. But reality is, 39-20, final score. Brendan Armstrong played a phenomenal game, but that toughness of that guy, 
the leadership qualities of that guy. I, I can't say anything better about because he didn't throw a ball all week. I, it, it's rumored that he had a broken rib. And that's why you saw him sliding and not taking a lot of hits when normally he would have taken off and ran a little more and just ran through contact. But they said, Coach Jordan said he didn't even throw a ball all week in practice. Comes out, tosses three touchdowns, has a, a great game against Carolina. And, you know, the Wolfpack, it was, it was never in doubt. Nope. It was never in doubt from fucking Jump Street. <laughs> okay, okay. Here, here's a good question. Go ahead, you, Kenji, get, so your, get your past, shit in. <laughs> so the past two seasons, you've kind of lost in dramatic fashion. You know, 2021, you you blew a nine-point lead with two minutes to go. And then last year, you, you lost on a game-winning field goal in, in double overtime. So this year, you, you, you lose by 19 uh, points. I think it was what sixteen to nothing in the uh, pretty quick one point before y'all scored. So, so what would you rather have had uh, in, in this situation? Would you rather uh, lose in dramatic fashion, like you've done two years prior, or just get you know the brake speed off of you for for a solid four hours? Uh, definitely the dramatic fashion. Really? Yes. Definitely. You because were it, like more angry about this one than you were in the past two years. I've I never. Would- been so mad and it might have had something to do with the 20 natural lights i had saturday but <laughs> i've never been so mad in my life over this like i'm granted i i always have a hundred dollars on state when they play Carolina because i'm a sick guy we've talked about this before i either want my money or i want my team to win and i would have put a lot of money just for carolina to beat state this year but i was sitting there and i was like you know this one actually, I think this one physically and mentally just broke me down because you get punched in the mouth and you get, you, you basically find out that, like you have said, we are soft as shit. There's, I mean, absolutely soft as shit. The offensive line is fucking terrible. The receivers are fucking terrible. The only guy worth a damn is Hampton and Drake May. And Drake May can't help. I mean, he was missing on the first couple of drafts. Don't get me wrong. Terrible balls, most of those. However, when some, you're getting hit in the hand several times and dropping shit with the receivers, uh, that was bad. And just the defense, Brendan Armstrong didn't need to throw a ball all week. All he had to do, everybody was open. It didn't matter what it was. They were playing against virtual air. Just pitch and catch. <laughs> it was, And it, it, it was a very much a realization that – you know, as bad as I hate to admit it, Carolina is was soft as shit the entire season, and it showed up on the, the Saturday night because the fact that your defense can't stop, and you know, everybody in the fucking stadium knows who's getting the ball. Conception, everybody knows who's getting the ball, <laughs> and you can't stop. You couldn't stop. And it was KC. Like ever, he was getting the ball every chance he he could. If you watched any state game, you know that's the guy you can't let beat you. That's the guy you cannot let beat you. Did it matter? No. Mac was just excited to be a part of the fucking rivalry. And so <laughs> with KC that, had a game. What did he have? Two touchdowns, over 100 yards receiving, and I think 46 on the ground. Yeah, yeah he got – I think I, it, it was it was close to 50 or 60 yards, I think. But, yeah, either way, he had a great offensive game. It, and look, the offense played well, but shout out that stout 
NC State defense that since the bye week has been locked down because Amarian Hampton is arguably one of the best running backs in the country, and I think they held him to what, 19, 29 yeah, yards? I don't know. It was Somewhere in that ballpark? Much. It was low. He averaged three yards on. a carry, and he, I think he got 19 yards on one carry. But, like, he <laughs> – that was my fear. I was like, if we can stop Hampton, we win the game. I didn't think he, – he put up, like, 120 on Clemson. Clemson's yeah. defense is no slouch. So I was a little worried. It was that. all ACC first team. Yeah. You know, that just got announced before this podcast. Like I have a lot of respect for how Hampton plays because he's a tough kid and he, you know, he's a baller. But that defense, that NC State defense, they bottled him up and he could not get anywhere. Uh, it's Peyton Wilson, man, is was the best player on the field all night long. He had been the best player in the ACC all season long. And if he is an ACC defensive player of the year, it is a crying shame. And then he gave us an all-time quote as he's walking off the field in his last game uh, ever at Carter-Finley in a victory over uh, our rivals. He said, you know, everybody out there playing football in North Carolina, if you want cu- culture, you come to Raleigh. Them boys in blue don't know nothing about that. <laughs> it technically wasn't the last thing he said. Uh, the last thing he said, uh, the lady asked him what uh, he was going to do after the game, and he said that was between me and the boys. <laughs> but we all knew what he meant by that. <laughs> Jordan's like, all right, I can get on board with that one a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would you rather have a drink with, Brendan Armstrong or uh, Peyton Wilson, Jordan? Ooh, that's tough. I would have to say Peyton just because of the how many years he's been here and playing like this. But, you know, man, I, I got to say, I would love to be able to buy a beer for Brendan Armstrong because that guy's one tough SOB. And he is the, the leadership qualities after getting benched after the Louisville game. You know, rallying the team behind MJ, taking back over and then playing like he did. He is one tough guy. And if there was ever a transfer that we had for one year that encapsulated Dave Doran's program, it's Brennan Armstrong. Fight through adversity, yep. be a tough son of a bitch, and, and just get the job done. I would ask him why he, he rocks the the one earring, but I would definitely drink a beer with uh, Brendan Armstrong. Peyton Wilson, I would go to a frat party with because I feel like he'd be a fun time. <laughs> I'd prefer to drink alone. <laughs> <laughs> After oh, shit, Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I drink alone. George Thurgood. Yeah, George Thurgood. I was trying to think yeah. of him, man. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Like I said, I, I don't think I've ever been so broke down <laughs> over a game in my life that I was Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I said a lot of things I shouldn't have said. Like I said, might have been. And that's why our, our group chats are our group chats, and we don't talk about them <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> but it's just, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, it has to, something, somebody has to get asked. And I don't know, I, I did not like the way Mac responded with, Hey, you know, he. I think he's lost the since he went when he went to Texas. I think he lost what the rivalry and stuff is. I think he lost the hatred because I was talking to some of my buddies in my other group chat, and I was like, I don't think these players or the coaches or something realize the hatred that the fan base has towards State and Duke, and it sure didn't seem. We're just just a bunch of nice guys, just a bunch <laughs> of nice guys that we're just here to play football. Jordan, I do want to get your take on this because it was something that in the postgame presser, the Drake May said. I didn't listen to that either. He said that when they asked him about, you know, going against the NC State defense and having trouble, you know, especially in the first half, because he kind of got it going in the second half. 
that what was that like? And he basically said it was nothing that they did. It was all self-inflicted. And I'm just like, he can't be serious with that. They were in his ear hole all night long. I guess he didn't want to call it the offensive lineman. Because, I mean, let's let's face it. Drake did not have the first three or four drives. I was like, this is going to be a long fucking night just because Drake was off. I mean, but the talent level with Drake, everybody's seen it. Drake has the talent. I mean, and but he he didn't have it. Those the three, four losses. He ain't had it. And, um, you know, you can't do that on Sundays. Uh, and it's going to be even worse on Sundays. And I, I don't know if it was the fact of just not calling out his boys, but somebody has got to take responsibility for the way. And and I, I guess you're right. The culture, somebody has got to take responsibility for the culture. That ain't going to change. So you have a regime change. It's fucking terrible. It is terrible. I mean, and, but it's like your foot, your fan base aren't really football fans. I know. Like, they and can that's be, they can too. be, but it takes time to get there, but they really aren't football fans. And like it, the, this whole, like, I see it on Twitter all the time. And again, Twitter's not real life. It's the worst of, it brings out the worst in everyone, but just this pinkies out elitist uh, attitude that just doesn't mesh well with football. That no. uh, was like the go-to retorts from uh, Carolina fans. Just their their sheer shock that they lost to NC State. And I'm like, newsflash, this is the third time in the last three seasons you've lost to us. It's the six of the last eight, 12 of the last 15, and we are 15 and nine since the year 2000. Let's not pretend like this was some type of like massive upset that they can't believe like the reality of the situation is in this day and age is Carolina. Yes. Does have more talent from the recruiting classes. There's no doubt about that. Like when you look at it on paper for coming out of high school, but the talent level on the field is not as big of a gap as it used to be. Like the way that our program has been built to this point, like have we, we're not going to win any national titles. We know that, but we're a tough, gritty football team that HTT means something in Raleigh hard, tough together. I mean, it's just like it, you, you have to, not you, Jordan, not Carolina fans, because I understand the rivalry aspect. I wouldn't admit it either. But to the uh, objective third party, you've got to admire what Kenny's new favorite coach, David Doran, has been able to build culture wise uh, at yeah. NC State. Like the I'm, culture is, is something I'm very much hands in the dirt. He said it years ago, blue collar. I, I love being a part of that. These are my kind of people, is what he said. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I did make a very bold uh, proclamation <laughs> on uh, Twitter. Uh, it might have been a little bit of the uh, uh, the chorus light, the silver bullets talking. But I said, if they win the bowl game and get ten wins, I'll never say another bad thing about Dave Dorn as long as he's the head coach at NC State. And he you said, know, I'll what? never say anything about my favorite coach, David. And then he put his middle I, name in there. I did not there, say Jordan. favorite. You have to pull the tweet. You have to pull the tweet. I pull did not up. say favorite. We'll pull pull the tweet. I did not say. You favorite. keep talking. I'm going to fact check Kenny stats. Yeah, you better. You better fact check me because that is the not thing is true. you tweet so damn much. It's going to take me a minute to find it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to go through my uh, ACC history tweets uh, today. But uh, yeah, the uh, it's it's just I I, I was. For the first time in eleven years, uh, Saturday night was I was I was happy to be that Dave Dorn was my coach. And that, that is that is something that it took a lot for me to say that and and tweet it. I'm I, I found it. Go ahead. Kenshin's correct. Kenshin's correct. Don't want to misquote. You. Why would I say my favorite coach? He has me blocked on Twitter. He's not my favorite coach. <laughs> 
Hinchin, I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes I want to block you on Twitter, <laughs> but I love you, even though I didn't want to talk to you Saturday night. Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, it was probably a good thing we didn't do the unofficial uh, emergency pod via freeway phone call of no. uh, of us that Jordan didn't answer, and then responded with a text message just ten minutes later. It said, "Love you," but I'm not answering this phone call right now. <laughs> I. I, I it was a group of us and we watched my buddy Taylor's house and I looked at them after the game and maybe it was when we were down 20 something nothing. I, I don't know, but I looked and I was like, I'm going to be honest. I just want to absolutely hit somebody square in the mouth. Just absolutely just go off and hit something. He was to I, hit somebody I, square in the mouth like that NC state defense did that Carolina <laughs> offense. <laughs> hey, yo. So what I need, what I need from the Carolina staff from somebody, a player, you can talk your shit. That's fine. But the fact of, I need, as bad as I do hate Dave Doran, and I think he's a little bitch just because he coaches the red team. I think that we need somebody to say the shit that he says, whereas it feels good to beat them. It, I mean, like something like that, not, oh, it's a great rivalry. It's it's great to be a part of it. It's great. Like, like when that Dave says they don't like us, off. we hate them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And or I he, think or he calls y'all sissy blue boys. <laughs> and, and not to bring up the basketball and be the typical guy here, but at least I'm not I'm not going into it. But at least thirty eight minutes in before he brought up basketball. It's at a least Roy understood and Roy, hey, I, Roy hated state. Roy absolutely hated state and and understood that if he lost, he was going to hear shit from his friends. We don't have that in the coaching staff. And that's the problem. That's that's my issue with the whole concept. Roy understood. Roy, Roy owned NC State. I'm not going to sit there and act like he did. But he uh, because he understood. This he came is, from that era. He understood it. Yeah. And now now and we um, we don't have that in with this coaching staff. We absolutely do not. Well, this coaching staff either is probably didn't grow up around it or if they did, like they have a lot of the the same mentality that a lot of the younger fans do and a lot of the students do. I don't know at what point they just kind of all thought, regardless of what's actually happened on the field, that they're supposed to just waltz in and beat beat us. Like, who the hell do they think they are? Like the recent history over the last 25 years has told a different story. Like it isn't like Carolina's a football juggernaut. We're not talking about basketball. Like we know how much they've beaten us in basketball over the last 30 years, but we're talking about football. Like they haven't waltzed in and just been that much better than us. They just expect to beat us. That's crazy. Where is the, the coaches fighting on the field? Where's the shit like that in a rivalry game? We, we don't have that anymore because this culture is, is, Hey, let's just all, we're okay. We're all friends. We're okay, guys. There's no need to be upset about it. Let's not hate each other. No, fuck you. And I mean, for the we can go back to being friends on Sunday. Yeah, but it, absolutely. Well, Saturday night. Guys. Saturday night. It was war. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's let's be honest. For however long the football game is, four quarters. I hate you, Logan. <laughs> I hate you for four quarters. Kenton, I hate you for four quarters. I'm sure you hate me for four quarters. And with, after I, the game, Jordan, I think hated good. us for the rest of the night until the next morning. <laughs> but we're good. I hate you right then, though. I absolutely yeah. hate yeah. you. 
I think he, I, I think he still hates us a little bit though. No, <laughs> a little bit. No, we're good now. <laughs> I never said anything to Jordan. That was that was all you, Kenny Stats. No, we're good now. <laughs> Uh, it's just, I just, just kind of I, I shot off a couple of tweets. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even look at your Twitter. I didn't look at nothing. I didn't read nothing because I was. You just should like, have. There was I didn't, some great I didn't tweets. get on Facebook. I didn't get on nothing because I was like, this is stupid. But I just don't <laughs> understand. I just want to know how the horticulture school has everybody slipping all over the field. Anyway, we oh, here, we, right, go. here we go. I was waiting for. I was waiting for how long I was going to come. Because you know what I'm going to say to that, Mister uh, Jordan Cleats over there. Uh, y'all were the ones that a couple years ago said that you were going to make the same mistake twice and have wrong cleats out there because well, they did. We actually have actual turf and not whatever turf y'all have at Keenan Stadium. So you know that's on your coaching staff. That's on your coaching staff to not have your equipment prepared, and all your equipment managers should be shamed uh, for for giving those made that change and having them boys the break minutes. their own ankles out there. How do you not make your that change? Fat ass five star defensive line right. fell down on his ass and tried to claim that he was injured. Used on that. I had that. I, I pointed that out to my group. I said, "Look at this guy." This fucking guy's out there trying to guard a receiver and falling down on the last play before the half. And I was like, I was like, how do we not make this change? And then we come out of half. I'm like, okay, maybe they'll get the longer cleats. Something. You know, this is a college program. This program has money. Yes. And we can't get thicker cleats. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. I never understood that at all. From the beginning of the game, I was like, this is nuts, man. This is nuts. How do we not make this change quickly? I don't know how they didn't make the change after a minimum quarter. halftime, but it, they weren't the first prepared. Quarter. They weren't prepared. And it's not like just the first time they that this coaching staff has played in Raleigh. No. They it happened kind of like turf four years ago, six years ago. I don't yeah. know. It's happened before. It's what I read. I, I they had a similar problem. Here's my conspiracy. The hockey rink was under its steel. And it was providing a lot of moisture. Well, why didn't we slip? Because you're used to it. <laughs> We're not used to playing on the hockey Thank rink. You. That's my that's my theory. The well, damn hockey yeah, uh, rink. The whole thing when they had the stadium series, it was all part of the plan. I don't remember if you were there for the stadium series or not. I was but not. I was. I, I, well, was. I wasn't either. But oh, I did see all the videos of the construction, and I believe the uh, the rink was on top of the grass, not uh, uh, bringing up on top. So, so how can if it's underneath the grass, uh, it, it was cold Saturday it when night it wasn't it ever underneath the grass to start with. So, hmm. Mm. It was it was underneath, and it was frozen. It was like the frozen tundra in Green Bay. <laughs> frozen tundra. I mean, it was cold that night. I'm not. Like <laughs> that's. What, I don't know. That, that's what I was. I was like, this is fucking nuts, man. I was so bad. I was. I was so bad on that. I was so bad on just absolutely getting our ass kicked. Like I said, I'd rather lose in a heartbreaker. I'd rather lose up nine points and have the own time. I I handled that even better. I punched a stool and I was good to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is dwelling me since Saturday night, and I am not very. I'm still cut the program. Cut it. Do <laughs> I don't care. Absolutely start from ground zero. This is nuts. Oh, it was nuts. So for the rest of the podcast, we're going to. Uh, I'm going to pull up my screen, and it's going to be a YouTube uh, video, uh, Jordan. And it's going to be the entire replay, and me and Lo going to get off, and you're just going to commentate the entire time. So enjoy the rest of the podcast. Of that. No thanks. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm, not, I'm, I'm surprised today that that 
ACC Network rerun was not on at work because it always is at my work with the state fans I got. Oh, let's watch the game. And they cut it on because they outrank me and have been there longer and in a higher position and they just play it. And I'm like, fuck you guys. I am not coming into this shit. So I leave <laughs> and actually have to go do work instead of sitting there and watch this shit. It's like when I texted you two in the tailgate season chat the other day and I said, <clears throat> there's a really good show on ACC Network right now. And then Kenton goes, oh, it's my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> the one where Carolina gets their ass beat. That was, like I said, that was probably the the most. And for those that know me, know I can get deflated. Like I can absolutely just lose my air. Like just... And that's what I felt. I, I've I've never been broke down by loss so but bad in my life. That's what's worse about that game for you, though, is it wasn't even that you were just like punching stools, right? You yeah. were like it, like you, your own admission, not my words. It broke you. Mm-hmm. It absolutely broke my ass down, <laughs> and it, it takes a lot to break my ass down. But that game broke my ass down, and the more I thought about it, I was just like. Uh, and my my wife didn't even do the Wolfpack symbol. She knew how much how pissed off I was. That would have made it worse. She might have got hit in the mouth. Not that I condone domestic violence, but she might have got hit. <laughs> that would have happened. I was so angry that night. It was nuts. But <laughs> go ahead. Any, anybody good, else got anything to say about the recap? I put this shit to bed. I'm tired of. It. Well, it's a good thing that we didn't watch the. I know we agreed to watch the game uh, together last episode, I'm and glad then we didn't. I never got up with you. So I'm glad that I didn't watch it with you because I probably would. You would. We probably would have gotten the fisticuffs. Yeah, I, <laughs> I will tell you, Jordan. I'm on Kenton's side, and he had about five minutes at the Duke State game where he was getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> the stuff, I was just like, dude, we're on the same team and I'm getting mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was a, a little bit uh blame with that we at the time we were so both bad of in us, that game. Yeah. We we were uh on the different or you said it was the quarterback play and I said it was the offensive line play. So we were like fighting back and forth about that. In reality, game, it was probably so. both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mixture of you both right. that game, definitely. Yeah. So but, but but another ex- exciting chapter in the state Carolina football robbery. That's look forward to say. next I'll year. Leave it there. Look forward to next year. You guys will probably take it next year. Is it your due? You know, no, we were no, really they're going to get their revenge uh, this basketball season. Yeah, uh, they'll 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 sweep they'll, us. They'll beat us uh, twice. Basketball. Yeah, yeah. You'll win. You'll win by fifty both games. It's okay. You'll you'll get your revenge there. Yeah. Then we'll have to see who who takes the series in baseball. <laughs> uh. I'm just saying, wife's never seen Carolina lose in basketball to state. Never seen it. Being there. Well, she obviously didn't watch uh, the, I said the being last there. game in the PNC ring. I said being there. <laughs> she's, seen, she's seen Carolina lose plenty of times. But, um, yeah, yeah. let's let's put that to bed. I, I said, so everybody knows how much of a saint my, my buddy uh, Taylor's mom is. Great woman. Absolutely one of the nicest women I know. Well, literally in the first quarter, I said words I probably should not have said in front of her. And Selena looked at me and was like, you need to chill. And I was like, I can't. I can't. This is already happening in the first quarter. That's how bad it was. Moving along. Kenshin. Do you have the updated rankings for the pick? Let's all let's recap fast. the regular season winner and and give a crowning uh, champ to uh, 
to Logan for uh, being the uh, percentage overall winner of the Pick'em this year. His final record was uh, 105-69. Nice. And two ties. Uh, Jordan finished second at 59%. He was uh, 124-84-3. and And then I finished in last, unfortunately, but it's okay. I still had uh, 56%. So all of us were over 50% this year. On what the was my percentage? Uh, 60%. I thought I said that. I'm sorry. Right on the you money. Were, you Let's were 60. Go. Yep, yep. So I was 56%. I was 152, 115, and 3. Uh, so, so overall, but pretty successful if you tailed us and, uh, and kept up with these bets. Teeth. <laughs> you would you would uh be profitable and uh we actually didn't have a uh fade kenny season for once no i think the only season. time we we were probably close to it was uh the week i had covid and i did horrible betting and uh i don't even know if we even posted those picks because uh because we didn't record that week because i had covid <laughs> well i'm uh i said i mean any for people that don't know a lot about gambling, anytime you're over 50% <laughs> is good. Anytime you're close to 60, you're in Hall of Fame numbers. So just saying, we did pretty well as a panel. Or even win totals, I don't know that we're probably, we hit probably most of those also. So remember that for next year. And, you know, we're yeah. still going to do bowl, uh, me and Kenshin. Logan will probably get in on that, and we'll talk about bowl games with that too. So make sure to at least acknowledge that um, when when you follow us for those, get these, uh, listen to this podcast, get your picks for that because we had a successful bowl year last year. We look to build off of it this year. Um, yeah, now, back back to the uh, the the win totals. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe you won, uh, Jordan, this year. Uh, you had at least four of the the records picked correctly. Um, I know I had at least one with Boston College, but but I know I I, I stopped keeping count when Jordan kept running away with it and uh, predicting like ten out of twelve games right. Uh, you know, he, he did awesome, but I'll have the numbers officially for next week's episode. Um, but, uh, I will give a shout out to, uh, the boy Joe Rogers. He, uh, did nine out of 12. He was the best of our, uh, best of our guest. He was the one that picked nine out of 12 games, right. And he had correctly that Virginia tech would finish six and six. So he, uh, he gets the tip of the cap and the, uh, congratulations for being the best of the guest. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's all that's impressive that the way we are not to pat us on the back boys but good job good job <laughs> um so we'll move to the pick them this conference championship game um there's been some injuries and stuff that changes a little bit and make spreads a little different um but you know overall these these championship games determine a lot with the college football there's still a lot up in the air for the college football playoffs in my opinion um with this and what can happen this week with conference championship games and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I don't see a path that Louisville could somehow get in there because we're now the 14th. Never mind. And they have two losses. But, um, you know, them in a we – we beat this one to fucking death, boys, <laughs> about how Louisville could end up in the championship game on a dark horse, and damn if they didn't. Um, but let's let's start off Friday. Um, with the Pac-12, um, unless you want to go Conference USA, 
I know how much you guys are Conference USA fans. Do you guys <laughs> want to stay away from that? I want to get a panel vote on this. I mean, unless you y'all really want to. I mean, not really. Probably no. going to win that one. Yeah, so there's no need to pick it. Um, but we start off on Friday. Should be a great slate. Start at 8 p.m. Um, we have Oregon and Washington playing each other. Um, this is one that literally could determine a college football playoff thing. This is what I was talking about. Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite against Washington. Um, now we're not going to go into this and keep up with these picks really that great because honestly we did regular season, but we still need to pick these games. Um, it's fun to do. So Kenton, what do you think? Oregon against Washington, Oregon's a nine and a half point favorite. What do you think? Uh, the Pac-12, they don't they do a neutral site for their championship game, right? right? Mm-hmm. That is nuts that they are that Oregon's a nine and a half point favorite in uh, in this. Um, I know the the game earlier this year came pretty much down to a missed field goal to force overtime, and I still stand by that Oregon would have won that game in in overtime. I'm not just saying because I had money on it. I mean, it's just the way right. everything was moving there at the end of the game. Um, it, you said it's a potentially a uh, college football playoff elimination. No, it is a definite college football playoff elimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever loses this is uh, leaving town here and and not not getting in the in the four fourteen playoff. Uh, you win, you're in in my book. Um, give me Oregon to get a little revenge, um, just because of how the game in the regular season ended. I think Oregon wins, but I don't see them covering that nine and a half. I'll probably end up regretting it. Um, because I regretted Oregon State plus 14 almost immediately uh, this past weekend. But I, I, Washington's too good of a team. Um, they're they're kind of struggling here at the end. But Michael Penix, I mean, he's he's a hell of a quarterback. He's definitely – he's the highest one in my book. Uh, Bo Nix needs to go ahead and either uh, get in the NFL or start learning insurance, buddy, because you've been in the league too long, my <laughs> friend. Uh, give me Oregon to win, but uh, Washington to cover. All right, Logan, what you got? I think I'm going to just stick with money lines for championship week. Mm-hmm. And I'm picked them in the regular season, picking them in the postseason. Big Penix energy. Give me Washington to take the Pac 12 crown last year of its existence as we know it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with something different here. I'm going with Oregon to win, Oregon to cover. Solely. Book it. Oregon loses. <laughs> Jordan doesn't <laughs> pick Oregon well. No, I don't. But they have won me some money here lately. Big Bo Nix guy. I was going to say, you, uh, you you haven't been the full on uh, hatred of Oregon this year. They've actually Maybe that's going to be well. basketball now. No, they've actually, they've actually done pretty well for me. Um, and the reason I am saying that is because, one, they lost to Washington. Two spreads way bigger than it was earlier, so that's a. I think that's a tail sign for me. Also, I think Washington's defense is fucking terrible. I think Washington's defense is terrible. So I think Bo Nix and them come out with a little revenge and put it up and cover this nine and a half. Now, if it starts getting closer to the eleven and a half, twelve, and you got to win by two touchdowns, might get a little more hesitant. But for right now, with it being under ten. I am taking the Oregon Ducks to cover that and win because I think Oregon's defense is pretty good. And so with that being said, I think that's why they cover. 
All right, moving along to Saturday. I love I love these games and the way it is because it's literally one after the other. It's just championship. And and you don't have to watch them at the same time. Like it's you do at certain points, but for the most part, they're just boom, one finishes, here comes another. And that's what I love about it college football last. Um so Oklahoma State at or playing Texas, there's no at playing Texas in the Big 12 championship. Texas is a 14 and a half point favorite against Oklahoma State. Um, Quinn Ewers is back. He's playing. Um, that makes a difference in my mind for Texas. Um, maybe Arch Manning hits the portal and goes. Those are the rumors. And I, I don't see why I wouldn't. He's technically a third string quarterback at this point. Um, so, Kenshin, what do you think? Texas, Oklahoma State, Texas, 14 and a half point favorite. Also, I think Quinn yours uh, kind of hinted that he was coming back next year too, so that might be another yep. reason why Arch is going to be out of there because he'll he'll you know he can technically redshirt this year and still have four years of eligibility. So, um, yeah, Texas is probably going to win this game. Uh, Texas has been the I wouldn't say the dominant team in the Big Twelve, but they've been one of the best teams in the Big Twelve all season long. Uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Logan likes them, but I don't really like them. Uh, he claims that they're the NC State of the Big Twelve. And the more successful I think it's just because, yeah, whatever. It, I'm just saying they're they're, they they're it, the only is. connection is they're both ag schools. That's the only connection. No, uh, they they are the state name state like Oklahoma State, NC State. They both get like it, they're the more successful NC State because they have. 10, 11 win seasons on occasion have a chance to to actually win something, and then they don't. They always choke when it comes time to actually win something like that, and that's what we do. They actually make uh, the championship game. You can make that yes. comparison once uh, Davo actually takes us to an ACC championship well, that's game. That's why the caveat is important when I said they're the more successful version of NC State. Whatever. Uh, with that being said, give me Texas to win and uh, Texas to cover. <laughs> Bill was a hell of a defense, was one of the best defenses in the NFL that year. So you guys can SMD. <laughs> I don't anyway, I'm 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 not even gonna comment to that. Logan, what you got? <laughs> yes, I do like Oklahoma State. I like watching Big 12. I, I don't know why I have a soft soft spot for the Big uh 12. And Oklahoma State's been kind of my adopted team. But I said it at the beginning of the year, Texas is back one more time this year. Hook them. Hook them horns. Texas T-shirts out. They're, they're going to win this game, win the Big 12 in their last year there, and then they're, they're going to get screwed over by the committee and not be led into the CFP. Watch it. That sucks. That would suck because I, I do like Texas. Maybe it's because the fucking fight song is kind of cool and very <laughs> catchy. Um, I'm going with Texas to win this game. I'm also going with Oklahoma State to cover this just because it's so big. Um. That's the only reason I now, you know, I can see Texas definitely winning this by two touchdowns, but the, and we say it and it's really stupid. The half a point makes a difference. Half a point makes a difference. And so I think that's the reason that this happens. If he could drop 13 and a half, might take Texas to cover it. But um, I'm, I'm definitely going with Texas to win Oklahoma State to cover right now at the 14 and a half point spread. Moving along to the SEC. Logan, for the last time on this thing uh, for college football, where? They say it just means more. They say it. 
They're probably they're kicking our ass right now. In the ACC SEC challenge with basketball too. Um, yeah, we aren't. State's not playing too well. Yeah. Thanks for that. Get me down a hundred. I'll just pick on the pack. The um, Georgia playing Alabama. Um, Georgia is a six point favorite right now. Uh, Kenton, what do you think is going to happen against Georgia and Alabama? It actually has gone up a little bit since last time I saw it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Georgia and Alabama is always a, a fun SEC championship. Um, I think that this is probably the best game of the of the championships, in my opinion. Um, it's definitely the one that could cause the most chaos if Alabama wins. Um, do they leave a one-loss Georgia out and push maybe Ohio State up to take that spot? Ohio State has supposedly the better uh better strength of schedule. Uh, yep. but so that that one could be interesting if, if Alabama pulls it off. But I just don't think Alabama uh they had to literally have a fourth and thirty one Hail Mary uh to beat Auburn this past weekend. Um Georgia isn't the world beaters that they were these past two seasons, but they're still good enough to win. Um six though. Uh, don't they usually play this in the in Atlanta? Yeah. Where the the Falcons play mm-hmm. whatever that it is, Georgia whatever Dome. that state. Yeah, the Georgia Dome. I don't know why I blinked on that. Uh, yeah, go. Ahead. I, I'm gonna hate it, but give me Georgia and Georgia to cover. Georgia and Georgia to cover. All right, Logan, what you got? This always is a fun game, and you know Georgia is kind of gotten over the hump of being able to beat Bama in recent years, but I'm rooting for chaos. Roll Tide. They win the SEC championship this year, and we'll see what chaos. the committee has to figure out. Hmm. I'm going to channel my inner chaos, Kyle. Pulling for chaos. Kyle so, would definitely take Alabama in this situation. Yes, I feel like if he was here. Yeah, he probably would. The um, So for my pick for this, I always, for the past couple of years, have been like, you know what, saving. Saban always gets it done. Saban gets it done. Fuck him. I think Alabama has looked very suspect. I think Alabama should have lost this past weekend. You you only send three, I guess, my Lord. You can let anybody stand back there in the pocket and just run around and find somebody open. Hell of a throw. Hell of a catch. I mean, cost me money because we live-lined it like an idiot. But um, I'm going with Georgia to win, Georgia to cover. I just and I'm probably gonna tease this bitch down to Georgia Moneyline. Just saying. That's what I like to I, I think that's that that's a good play. That's a good play, Jordan. I think I'm gonna do that because of the fact and and I'll probably throw in the Oregon as the second one and bring that one down to short too. But I, I really like the way Georgia's playing, and I think Georgia's defense is probably the best that Alabama's played all year. And with an inexperienced quarterback. With against a team that's been there the that the national championship last year. I mean, granted, different quarterback, but two years I, in a row. Yeah, they're going for a three peat. Three peat. I don't know that that's pretty tough to do, but still, I'm not betting against the dogs here, and I'm sure not going to give Bama uh cover. So give me the dogs on top, dogs to cover. Um, I like this next game. I know it's not flashy. SMU and Tulane. American Conference Championship. I know it's not the Power Five, Power Six, perhaps. As a yeah, as a ECU grad, I'm going to say Power Six here. The um, SMU at Tulane. 
Well, I don't no, they don't do that either. They do a neutral site too, don't they? No, uh, no, no. no I think they actually do the, yep. the higher seed. Yep. Which I don't know who the higher seed is. It's too it's that too lame. Yep, it's that too lame. Um so that makes a difference here. Um, Kenshin, what do you think? SMU, Tulane, Tulane's a four point favorite. Tulane, four point favorite. Ooh. Yeah, uh, both teams are the two lone undefeated teams left in uh, the American Conference. So you'll have a true undefeated champion uh, at the end of the day for that one. Um, just because they're coming to the ACC uh, next season and I want them to go out with a bang. Let's end it with SMU winning the national or national championship. Okay. SMU winning the American championship and uh, obviously covering that four. Um, but God, that's a, such a low number. I wouldn't even. I, I don't know. That I, I I really don't care about that game. But that that's one I'm gonna just have to keep an eye on. Might just do a just SMU plus money uh, money line and just uh, roll the dice on that one. Yeah. I will throw this out there. Tulane has struggled to cover the spread most of the year. Just throwing that out there as a tidbit because they have burnt me several little, times. Little last second field goal, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan, what you got on this game? I know you probably don't care. Nor going to watch it. I'm SMU. going with the ACC. Yeah, SMU. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's welcome them with open arms. Just not those California teams. Um. I'll make it a clean fucking sweep. SMU too. I think SMU is really good. And then I, I hope they look. chant ACC, ACC from their, that would be their cool. fans. When but not play. AAC. That's right. <laughs> make then sure I can to... get a video of that and send it to Chaos Kyle. <laughs> That'll make things be even like better. They're out of that dumpster fire of a conference. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Before I go to the next one, which is the Big Ten Championship, does anybody want to touch this? I mean, do we even need to go over this? We know who's going to win. I think. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, let's uh, let's obviously. Go. I mean, all three of us are going to say Michigan, but what's the over under? Let's all let's all pick the over under. Okay, that's fine. We're all going Michigan to win because I'm I'm with you. That's thirty five and a half. Woo! That's a let lot me tell you. Let me do. tell you something that's even crazier. The fact that the team total for Iowa is six and a half, they don't expect a team in the Big Ten Championship to score a fucking touchdown. That's that's crazy to me. That is crazy to me. The six and a half. The that mean or the, the spread was like what 23? 23 and a half. So they think it's going to be like a thirty to six game, which is very similar to uh, when ECU came to town. Uh, the, the first week of the season, it was thirty to three. Ooh, I think I'm going to go over. I think I was surprising folks, and I think they actually score a touchdown. I'll go over thirty five and a half. That is a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. All right, Logan, what you think? Just pick it over and under. Hold your nose and pick one. The under. Under. All right. You guys pick a lot of overs, and it rarely hits. It's very true. It does suck to pick the unders and and pull for that. But hey, I will make money. I, I will say that uh, Iowa over almost cashed this past weekend against Nebraska. It got very very close. Almost only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades. But law of averages, though, gets close <laughs> to covering. 
I'm going with over. And that's because I really think the only reason I think that is because I think Michigan just absolutely scores a lot. A lot of points. I think Michigan covers covers at 35 and a half by themselves. Nah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Michigan scores at least 30 points. At least 30 points. So we'll see what happens with that. But I knew that was that spread is just nuts. Um, the um, the next game, ACC championship game. Now this one, this one's going to be a little different. This one's there's no Jordan Travis. Louisville has struggled a little bit here lately. Um, they've limped into this, but they just lost last week to Kentucky, which I thought they should have won. But um, this is a two and a half point favorite for Florida State. Florida State's the favorite here. So, Kenshin, what do you think is going to happen? That's gone down then. Uh, when I saw it, when it opened, I think Florida State was a four-point favorite when it mm-hmm. opened. So, gone down to two and a half means that a lot of people are pushing Louisville then. Um, I think Florida State surprises everybody in, uh, in, in wins. Uh, I'm going to – I mean, that's – I think Tate Rodemaker, I mean, they, they had 12 – <laughs> they had they had they were down what 12 against florida and then came back and you know outscored them 24 to 3 you know yeah. i think tate's a little bit better than folks think he is in the swamp uh yeah in the swamp too yeah yeah i can't forget that um so give me give me florida state to win obviously they cover two and a half uh maybe take the over on that one who knows but I'm not gonna just for just for this one since we're we're not keeping up with the records on this and uh, we're doing this for fun. I'm just gonna not even look at the over until it gets closer to time. All right, Logan, what you think? FSU Louisville. Mm-hmm. FSU by a lot. I'm picking with my heart, not my head. Not that I love FSU, but you know there is an outside chance for the pack to get in the Orange Bowl, and the first step that has to happen is. FSU needs to blow the doors off of Louisville. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not, but FSU. So most of these ACC championship games, unfortunately, turn into blowouts for the favorites. Most of these. That's because the Atlantic was good and the Coastal sucked. I was going to say. Now we've got two Atlantic It's funny, the four teams left ranked from the ACC this year, all Atlantic teams. (laughs) don't kick a man while he's down but sure go ahead it, it would be funny though that if there was the divisions this year and we were just just using uh whoever had the best record or whatever georgia tech would be playing florida state in the, the <laughs> championship game georgia and, tech and people georgia wonder tech why everyone complained georgia. about the division format hey georgia tech almost hung with georgia for a long time just saying they did. They're scrappy. They're scrappy. They are very scrappy. I think they're going to be all right under Brent Key. Yeah, actually, honorable mention uh, quarterback, all ACC. Honorable mention Hayes King. Yeah. I mean, well, he was actually in like good. the top 10, I think it was, in passing touchdowns on the country. Quite yeah. Probably true. I mean, kid slings it. Yeah. And I'm not going to say he's fast, but he's not a slow guy to run the football and get you some yards either. 
he does have deceptive speed. Yeah, I will say that. I mean, especially when he goes against a gassed defense like he did against Carolina. Yeah, you don't play on the you don't play uh, most of the third quarter on defense, but yeah, yeah, you get gassed, I guess. <laughs> um, that's all right. Have your fun. Have your fun. The um, th- this game to me. Screen. So last week, I thought that Florida was going to get shell shot in the swamp because of the new quarterback coming into the swamp. You know, crazy. I took Florida plus 12 and a half, whatever it was, because I was like, you know, that just makes sense. Well, I learned my lesson and I'm not picking against the Knowles anymore. Florida State wins, Florida State covers because you know why ACC makes that playoff push right here, gets in. And somebody makes a call, says Florida State has to win this game and cover the spread. So I'm going Florida State to win, Florida State to cover. I'm not I'm not a little super I'm a stitious. No, what is it? What's the Michael Scott thing? <laughs> I'm not it's superstitious. A, I'm not superstitious. I, yeah, I'm just a little stitious. stitious. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I'm going with with that. It's you know, I'm glad to put this fucking game recap over with. I don't want to hear a damn thing about it anymore. I've lost <laughs> sleep over it. I am absolutely just in distraught. Might not even cut on the Carolina Bowl game because of this. And who knows? Carolina gets their ass kicked tomorrow against Tennessee is what's going to happen. So it's just going to be a fucking great day. Great week to be a Tar Heel here. Well, just just focus on college basketball now, Jordan. It's, There's no need to do that it's either. Officially college Last basketball time I did season. that, catch it, we didn't make the fucking tournament. So well, you're top 25 this year. You're 17. You got a big matchup with Tennessee, what, this weekend, right? <laughs> no, not tomorrow. tomorrow. That was tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Playing yeah. against my man, Rick Barnes. Yeah, fuck him too. But, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's, it's even worse. I'm on my soapbox here, I guess. But Yankees suck. Colts, uh, I'm making a playoff push. And then you got the Carolina sports teams that just always let me down here. So it's been great to be a sports fan in my house. All right, Logan, (laughs) shut this shit down before I fucking get mad again. All right, well, for that episode of Tailgate Season presented by the Cold Cans Network, be sure to leave us a voicemail. You know the link in the description. Give us five stars, great review. I'm Logan sitting here with Wolfpack Jordan, uh, Kenny Stats. We'll see you next time. Go Pack. Go Pack!